Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm the landlady's incredibly stretchy bras. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. What are you prepared to do? All I want is to kill you or be killed by you. Let's kill them all and make this place a brothel. But in Chinese. Ni hao ma. Give me the all right. One time there was a cop, and those cops were beat up by gangs. And then there was a better gang, and those gangs hired henchmen because they were beat up by awesome fighters. And up and up it goes until the top, the one, I guess, wins it all. What am I summarizing very poorly as a opening to the show? It's Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, you thought I was describing Schindler's List, didn't you? Well, that was what was supposed to be released today. It's being delayed by just a week, so we moved up in our schedule one of our June flicks. Kung Fu Hustle from 2004, directed, produced, and co-written by Stephen Chow, who has a storied uh, past in Hong Kong filmmaking and some television usually very heavily martial arts related and usually with a comedic spin who's in this movie well other than Stephen Chow I'm sure you will recognize uh, some of these actually some of you might recognize some of these if you're a fan of of Hong Kong cinema because several of the actors and martial artists in this film are from films that would have been probably popular in the 80s and 90s so it kind of was like doing a reinvention uh, but you have Danny Chan Yu Wa Yuan Kui uh, Eva Huang and Leung Siu Lung. And once again, apologies for the poor pronunciation. Did you skip Stephen Chow? Well, he is starring. I thought I said he was starring, produced, Directed, directing. Writ- He's the, and I'm going to put some big air quotes around this main character uh, because I know that's a, a little piece I wanted to talk to you boys about. Um, made for $20 million and brought in over 100 worldwide and was pretty well-renowned. And maybe just as a little bit of a backstory, I liked this movie a ton when it came out. I thought it was fun. I thought uh, it was cool how they had the hierarchy of fights. There's, there's a problem and someone has to fight and then they win that fight and then someone better comes along and beats them and then someone better has to come along and beat them. And I remember kind of enjoying that. Um, and then the mix of like uh, Warner Brothers cartoon style effects and things like that. Uh, but I also remembered uh, that the the kung fu in this was actually enjoyable. So seen this movie a couple times over the years and always kind of let go and had a good time with it. And of course, for the hold up show, you got to look at it with a more critical eye and come back with some some stories. What was your guys' history with this movie? Were you fans? You've seen it a lot, a little. I was I I watched it a couple of times, maybe even with you guys, but I always felt like there was something wrong with it that made me not like it. But I I never could put my finger on what it was. So you pretended to like it for our sake. Thanks, man. I don't think I ever cool. said I liked it. I don't think I ever said <laughs> I liked it. I I said I thought there were parts of it that were either funny or cool, but I I never liked this movie as a whole. No. Hmm. And what you, Brentos? I've seen this movie. A few times at least. Um, and I've always, I always had a really fond memory of it. Um, I was excited to watch it coming into this because, I mean, for me, it's always been fun. Um, so I was interested to look at it critically and see, you know, if I felt differently watching it under the guise of a holdup. Nice. Well, it certainly is the right length at 98 minutes. It kind of gets in and out uh, fairly quickly. And what we have is. Uh, I mean, I've kind of just set up the basics anyway. We have uh, some gangs. The Axe Gang is looking to be the biggest gang in town. And um, through some weird, bad coincidences, uh, a young kind of street hoodlum and his uh, slightly chubby buddy pretend to be Axe Gang members. And uh, that ends up getting them into a little bit of trouble in this slum called Pigsty, uh, Pigsty Alley. <clears throat> and so... Things just kind of get pretty fucking crazy for these hoodlums as they get mixed up and we learn more about the people in pigsty and what is at stake. And then, yeah, people kind of run with the blurry feet like uh, Roadrunner. 
Uh, and there's tons of silliness in this movie, but there's also some like some delimbing and uh, people getting their faces smashed in. It's not gory, it's not bloody, but it, it's a there are some extreme mixes of humor and action and even some drama uh, that go with it. And there's a lot of um, uh, weird homosexual jokes that aren't necessarily always funny because they play at that stuff pretty hard calling people um, uh, fairies and other things like that Yeah, in a derogatory kind of way but I think it was meant to be funny but maybe this is you know just a 2004 maybe that was cool I don't think it'd be as cool today but there it is so let's start with um, something that I wanted to talk about with this movie and that is our main character Stephen Chow Um, And one thing that really struck me about this movie this time is that it is the kind of movie where you have a slightly different experience on your second time watching it, because in the first time you watch it, you don't kind of know what his deal is with him and his buddy. Like, there's nothing to show that they're not actually Axe Gang members. They walk in, they're playing the role, they're they're stupid and kind of bungling, So, but that's not really enough of a hint for me to think that they're playing around. You don't learn till maybe halfway through the movie or maybe slightly later because it takes a while to introduce Stephen Chow, uh, his character. So it kind of, um, I, 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 and I think Colin <laughs> hadn't seen this movie in a while, I watched this with him, and uh, he was like, kind of like, what's going on quite a bit through the early stages <laughs> of this movie? Um because it just doesn't become clear for a long time that Stephen Chow is not what he appears to be at the start. Um, and I just, like that's where whole, I wanted to start. The whole movie to find out, like you never, you never really know what's going on until like the last five minutes of the movie, which I think really hurts it. Like, I don't know who the main character is. I think Stephen Chow and his buddy are Jay and Silent Bob. And so this would be like watching Clerks and then at the end of the movie, Jay becomes like the 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 one from Matrix out of the blue. That's that's kind of how it felt to me because I I never knew that he was the main character of the movie the whole time. I I you know like I felt like I kept clinging to I like the guy with the wings on his arms. I love that character. I, I love I love those three people. Uh, the woman, the, 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 the yeah, woman the who screams, masters. but like we're not really following anyone. We're we're just jumping around from from uh, the next the next group who's better. Like John said, this movie has an interesting structure where you're just like those these guys are the toughest, and then this someone else comes along and they're the toughest, and then someone else comes along and they're the toughest, and they're like way tougher, and then someone else comes along and they're the toughest, and it's just like I just don't know if that's how you'd structure a a story I, I found that to be very distracting I found it much different actually I found the structure to be fine because they set up the world right away in the beginning they have the crocodile guy then you see that like really quickly you see how the gangs control the police basically they're in control then you see the axe gang is now the leading gang they really quickly get that out of the way they've taken dominance of the crime scene boom then right away we are put into pigsty alley we understand the poor area and then we see Stephen Chow. And I, for me, and maybe it's because I've seen it a bunch, but I understand really quickly that he's, if he is an Axe Gang member, because we don't really know at the beginning, he's not a good one, right? And then even his buddy as he's falling asleep and stuff, and you can see Stephen Chow as he's trying to, like, scam that that hairdresser. He's he's not good at any of it, right? Even even mm-hmm. right away, he, like, negotiates down, like, just give us enough for a drink, right? Like, it would never be the case of a real Axe Gang guy to, like, settle down for, like, right. a couple yen, right? So um, I find that it's pretty obvious who the character, who the main character is. I didn't see it as, may, as like, a, <clears throat> like, you guys seem to really see this as more like a tournament-style um, movie, kind of like a, like a this guy and then the this guy and then the this guy but because because Stephen Chow seems there like is an escalation Stephen Chow because Stephen Chow isn't doing any of the fighting and he is so incompetent and inept he just seems like comedy relief 
pretty much but the you whole see, movie. But you see the whole way through the buddy. movie, the development of him. They talk about, they show him as a kid. They show him getting the thing. They talk about him being a kung fu master. They show him getting hurt. They talk about how he gets hurt and he heals a lot really well. And like they, they're giving you everything you need. Like not only is he obviously the main character because once he's introduced, we are focused on him, right? Um, but... Brother. He he has like all the the suggestions and hints to give us the little nods to that he is this kung fu master that he does have that into him that he is um, on the wrong path but really you know he's a he's a good guy like he's he's trying to be bad because I think that that's that's the easy way I think that in his heart obviously um, he's a good guy and I I I found that all to be really well developed. Um, the way that the movie starts like that, I found that I understood the world. Then I understand Pigsty. I understand the dynamic and the politics there, which makes sense when Stephen Chow comes in and you just see the dynamics of everyone's interaction. I found that that was all pretty, pretty okay. And I found that Stephen Chow was um, was was clearly the main character. I mean, I think the reason why I didn't think of him as the main character is because he maybe was the least interesting, and in a lot of those setups that you're talking about. Um, from his childhood and the little girl or whatever, and then him getting peed on. I, I <laughs> he got a lot of pee on him. Like I think it was eight boys who peed on him. Yeah. So try try so, not getting erect. So I uh, peed on by eight guys. <laughs> so I so I always found that he wasn't that interesting or compelling or I wasn't following him. When I would meet some of the other characters, I was into them and wanted to, I wanted to see what was going to happen with them. And then they would either, they would get killed or they would get hurt and have to get bandaged up and they would be put away somewhere. So I always found going back to Stephen Chow was, I'm, I'm a distraction from what I wanted to see. So it, to me, it always felt like it was, it was more, his stuff was more silly or I mean they definitely set him up as somebody who uh, had a rough time and you should feel sympathy for him because he was just trying to uh, does he hit her when they're adults and she comes up to him with a sucker does he hit her does he push her down or throw her in the street or something and it runs away or he holds a knife to her neck yeah yeah there you go <laughs> that was it <laughs> And then she cries, and then and then he like runs away or whatever, and you never see her again till the very very end of the movie, like she completely drops off the radar. You see so, her a couple times throughout the movie. Not not yeah, they, not after they hold he holds a knife to her face or her, and then she cries, and then he realizes who she is. I think she shows him the sucker, and then he runs away. I don't think you ever see her again till the very end after that. Yeah, if yeah, I'm not mistaken, uh, but, I mean, that really not, bothered me too. It's not a huge gap. Um, no, and their little love story is not a major thing. Which is yeah. why he doesn't feel like a main character to me. Like nothing about him seemed major. Like the the fights and the other characters all seemed so much more compelling and interesting. Like I love the woman who screams that I I the guy the enemies too the guys with the with the instruments and yeah the the Stephen Chow stuff is just so. On it's just we've seen that's the stuff we've seen a million times all the other stuff in the movie we haven't so like that's the fucking I mean obviously it's the hook but but what I have just you felt seen, like what have you seen a million times what are you referring to that just like the love story where he tried to save the girl and then and then he got beat up and she's still in love with him and he doesn't recognize her and then he recognizes her and like that's all fine but it's not as interesting as everything else that's going on with the, the the wars between the different people and their powers and stuff so like i just never associate him as the person i'm following because there's so so much else going on the the bigger things are going on <clears throat> the power struggle and stuff between uh the these people who live in this small town and that's the other thing too is they introduced them in the beginning but I don't even remember, like, they walked through that neighborhood, that poor neighborhood. But I don't even remember meeting them until we, we meet them again later. I really think that whole what? opening, I think that whole opening should have been cut. Because they have the whole opening, then they have a really weird dance number. <laughs> 
And then they have the scroll that says, in this time, blah, 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 this gangs and whatever. That's where the movie should have started with the crawl. Otherwise, like, don't give me both. Don't give me that whole big opening with their weird dance number. And then, then explain it to me in words. Like, you could do one or the other. And I prefer the words. Because I felt like that whole opening was super weird. I really and, like um, it. I know. I know you. I, 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 well, I made $100 million. A lot of people liked it. Yeah. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I know. We're well, on the fucking show, though. Jesus what you end up doing um, in this movie through the first like half an hour is spend a lot of time with everyone except for Stephen Chow and his buddy. They're they're very minusculely in this, and I understand why they did it that way because in order to get this hierarchy of battles right, you have to give some presence to the certain characters that are going to be defeated. So the three warriors at the start, they get. They get all their daily lives introduced, um, and then they get the the axe gang coming to town, and they have to all fight, and then then they get um, uh, like lambasted and almost leave, and then they end up getting in the second fight with the musicians and and end up losing. So those characters got a lot of pomp and circumstance in the early moments of this movie, more so than than Stephen Chow. So. While he does end up definitely shifting to be the main character of the movie and his bungling and all that stuff, it doesn't kick in for me early enough for it to solidify him as the main character. And when I watched it this time, I watched real close to see what kind of hints they were giving to show that he's a good guy worth following and cheering for. And he doesn't have any of that for a real long time. That's true. Uh, Including like threatening the, the 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 innocent ice cream girl with a knife to the throat, and he's like super eager to get in with this criminal organization, and he's like, "All right, we'll go kill people, no problem." And it's like hard to imagine how he would go and kind of do that. So it's just it, it's interesting. It, um, maybe there'd be a, a different way to to spend a bit more time with Stephen Chow and his like when he's down on his luck, mm-hmm. and give him like a save the cat moment a bit earlier, so we know that he's rough around the edges and and desperate. But he's not like bad down deep down. That's where I think there was just I don't know, call it a misstep or not. It just it's interesting with the structure of this movie that way that we get a lot of time with the the faded lovers to build them up because they're kind of a consistent thread throughout. Um, those three warriors, the bad guys. Um, yeah, it just seems like it it kind of uh, it, it jumps around a little bit and spends time in interesting places so that you don't know that he's the hero now in watching it a second time i know he's the hero from the start and then i can enjoy his bungling a bit more because i know what's going on Uh, but he even lies to himself and others so convincingly that as an audience member seeing it for the first time i would only imagine you'd believe he 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 at least believes he's with the axe gang he's walks up to the axe gang guy after throwing the firecracker in his hat he's like i'm with you brother like, let's go take these people out. I'm like, oh, he is in the gang. That's weird. I thought he was messing around, but it seems like he's legit in the gang. And then it's not until they're captured and he shows his lockpicking skills that they're like, these guys were impersonating axes. And they're like, we just wanted to be one of you. I that's, just, a, that's a ways I think, in. I think you just take, honestly, I think this movie would be far better if you take his character completely out of it. I mean, <laughs> and then you have a different ending where somebody else, one of the char- other characters defeats the bad guy that he didn't, because, like, you never see him fight with any ability. Like, like if you saw him fighting a little bit, with, he was decent at fighting and, like, built him up that way that he was good, but he wasn't like the other guys because he didn't have, like, the chi or the power or whatever. But then, like, the, he learns it throughout the movie as we go along and then he unleashes it at the end. Then you have something. But otherwise, it just seems like... Like I said, it's Jay and Silent Bob. They're bumbling. They're bumbling. They're bumbling. He gets the power. He wins. Yay! It's it's not it's not well done. It's it's poorly written. Um, the fight scenes are amazing. Visually, it's stunning. It's got a lot of humor in it, which is great. There is some weird things that happened that I was even still that I was just like, this is so such a crazy. Uh, I can't remember even what they were. I was I was really thrown by some things that happened as well. But, uh, but yeah, I almost feel like you get rid of him. That's how I would fix it. You just added him and his friend out. There's just not that. There's just not. There's just not that much to follow. 
That, that's how I'd fix it. I just edit the shit out of this. <laughs> Take that a ninety-minute like movie and that make sounds it like a Humpty minutes? Dumpty to me. It sounds like that's not editable. It sounds like that's a different movie. Yeah, well, I mean, it just needs some rewriting. Probably is what it would have needed, like to make his character more, like John said, um, not only likable, but like you, like Neo and Neo in the Matrix is a perfect example. You see Neo learn kung fu, and you see he's like good, but he, but but Morpheus keeps beating him. And Morpheus yep. keeps saying, "You've got to unleash like what's inside you. You're better than you know." But but he he by no means is like totally sucks or in, is inept. Like he he goes toe to toe with Morpheus. He just can't unleash that thing until the end. That's what this movie would have needed to make it a better a better more well rounded. Morpheus story plays with Steven him in that Chow. scene. And that's fair, but you see him like do shit in that scene that's cool. He does flips and he's like defending himself. And I'm not disagreeing with that part. But again, but he's he has a moment where all of a sudden he's Jesus out of the blue. The Matrix doesn't develop. Well, he gets it. Like, just killed. They show him doing. He stuff. gets killed and he gets resurrected. So that's <laughs> later. Is that what happens to Stephen Chow in this? How does he get the powers again? Yeah, he basically gets killed and yeah, he's yeah. resurrected. So once again, it's almost exactly the same at the ending, but they don't give me anything in the beginning. Like, I know everyone keeps telling Neo he's the one. They're like, you're the one. He's like, now. And then the woman's like, now nah, you're not the one. But there's always that question that he's the one. And this, it just comes out of the blue. Well, he does. Like they say the it point blank in this movie that he's the one, that he's a chi master. Like they're but giving you all of those. Hits. No, I'm that's saying only saying, at the end. Yeah, no, at that. the beginning they do it. They have a whole thing about him as a kid, and they're talking about the chi master oh. and like and all that stuff. Like they're where, giving you where all was of those that? at the very fucking beginning. It's with the much. vagrant who, but then you think they the vagrant trick tricked them. But that's the thing is that there's like some ambiguity about it. I like that. I like not knowing that he's the one. I like seeing that he's like on the wrong path and he's like, like there's a question of it. Otherwise, it's boring. If he's just the one and we're going to me, I've seen that. I like I liked seeing him be on the wrong path. And then there's like some doubt ever... about because you think that he got ripped off by that guy. And then yeah. like that's kind of a thing. You see that like, no, he really was a chi master. And it just needed to be unlocked and like that he really had learned these things. I mean, I'm not disagreeing that that could all be developed maybe better, but I don't think that it's necessarily like broken the way that it is. I I just, I don't even remember the, I remember the vacant, but I don't remember the dialogue of him being the Chi Master that you're talking about. Regardless for the rest of the movie, you never see him working towards that whatsoever like like neo is working towards that or is trying to discover the chi or whatever inside of him and this guy is just like running around pretending to be something that he's not and like like putting knives to girls throats and going to kill someone so he can get in a gang it's it's not nearly the same thing as, as he, neo's are, journey to becoming the chi no but it doesn't need to be the same thing like you're saying it has to be this thing but it i'm just saying there had to be, be more of that there had to be more of that in the movie for it to not feel like it just it just kind of lands in his lap at the end. Like he didn't work for it. Hmm. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't looking for it. He he just it just falls in his lap is how it felt like to me, which was weird. They have trickles of his abilities throughout, like that he can unlock locks really well. But you can also chalk that up to him just being a, a more of thief. a thief. Versatile yeah. thief or whatever. Him and healing, I remember healing. the healing. Yeah, I remember that. But that happens like one time, and once again, there's so much other cool shit going on in the movie. This is like a case of once again of all of the secondary characters and everything happening outside of the main character is so much better than the, what's going on with the main character throughout the whole movie. That I, I, when they go back to him, I forgot he was even in the movie. Like every single time. They go back to him. I'm like, oh yeah, this guy. Oh, I forgot about what's what's going on. Yeah, I guess we can see what's going on with him. But, but like, let's get back to the other shit like right quick. And then, of course, his fight scenes in the end are really good. Like the fights, the fights and the stuff at the end are awesome. But that's once again the only time where he becomes a part of 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 the cool shit that's going on in the movie of of the better the better world is at the very very end. So. I just don't know if you could have mixed him in more with with those battles, whether he was witnessing them or participating in them in some way and seeing what was going on, but 
never really fully getting involved and then he gets killed i i don't know but but at, at this point for me it, it did feel really weird that that he was the person i was supposed to be following all along hmm. i felt like he he was the one but whether or not it was earned and i guess you'd have to draw the parallel to the matrix because basically the same thing happens to neo i feel like Neo's was earned because he does fight and he shows flashes of brilliance and he's better than most, just not as good as the best. And then, then whatever happened, he has the huge moment where he finally is able to let go and find his it shit. Al- it also doesn't hurt that we're following him the whole movie and it's about Neo. And yeah. this feels like it's not at all about Stephen Chow. So like that also <laughs> hurts the, the him being the one too. Like we're not focused on him. Hmm. So, so is the, is the, like, is Pigsty Alley or is the way of life of, of like good people, is that the kind of main thread we should be following more than individual characters and seeing the ebb and flow of good and evil and how that all kind of sorts out? Is that more of a character, the themes underneath it than, than the characters then? Well, that's, that's part of it. It certainly is like more it's, it's that it's destiny, than about him. right? At the end of it, it's like destiny. Like this is a this is a Chinese movie. I mean, I, I think we all have an understanding that like Chinese movies and cinema and and stories tend to be like a really heavy focus on destiny, right? Like yeah, like there's there's a very fatalistic approach to this where it is there are some people that are meant to be and other people just aren't like not everyone can be a master you are that which is why I think that the learning it doesn't really matter to me because to me it's you either are or aren't and then how that unlocks can be more or less interesting or more or less developed but there is still that fatalistic aspect of destiny you either are this or aren't and maybe there are a bunch of people walking the streets that that have that possibility but it's never unlocked um like maybe that's their destiny i guess to waste their things or whatever but like i don't know i um i think that's that's the bigger component of it is is that destiny side of it kung fu panda is another perfect example of this right that's a he picks the finger by accident or whatever he gets to be chosen as the but it was his destiny all along but once again we follow him and he's training to fight those guys when they show up with uh uh with the mouse or whatever that's what i'm saying is is like there, there should have been something where he was bad in the beginning but then he gets picked by someone to like be a, a good fighter and and they see the chi in him and they're trying to unlock it but he's bumbling and sucks then then you would have you'd know that he was the main character like he just never he, we're not following him like he he comes in intermittently as much as anybody else i bet you if you looked at screen time he has this less screen time than some of the other characters and so that does make it really hard for you to establish that someone is the person that we're following and kind of we, we just kind of need to know where we're going a little bit of what, what where we're going you get lost and confused in in the story that's how i felt this time and i hadn't seen it in a very long time and i definitely hadn't seen it as much as you but john when i was asking what was going on john knew and was laughing at me quite a bit actually <laughs> yeah yeah i'm actually but, amazed but he that you were confused jo- by this movie it's it john, feels to me like you didn't watch it john uh, oh, oh i watched it <laughs> sitting sitting next to him and hearing when he was like what is happening right now and and I would I would have to tell him elements of the movie that either hadn't been revealed yet or I only knew because of previous watchings. There was no easy way to say, oh, remember when this happened earlier? Well, that's a sign that this guy was this. There was none of that in this. It was literally like, now we're with these people and there's a dance off, and then now we're with in a little community. And <laughs> but there's only one dance off, and it's right at the beginning. I a know stylistic that, thing. You guys keep talking about it like it's a huge element. <laughs> it was a one <laughs> little stylistic thing in the beginning. It's funny where they just showed the gang with a little dancing. I thought it was really fucking good. I like that little that little <laughs> that little fucking thing in there. You yeah. guys are like it's. It feels like you Collins being over dramatic to fucking sensationalize what he thinks is no, missing. I, but it's like, oh, what's half? What's going on? I you honestly can't be didn't that obtuse. Know. I honestly didn't know. 
John, when John, when me were watching it, John could understand why my confusion was because he was trying to look at it as a first time viewer. Yeah, I guess. So they're just not giving you enough information. Like uh, you, like most people give you too much information, and they treat the audience like idiots. And I hate that. But this is also like not great because I'm confused as to what is going on, what the story is about, what what, what the direction that it is going, and who I am following. Those things are not established in this movie. These this movie is. He just wa- he wanted to do these spectacular fights, so he took less time to uh, to establish the things he wanted to do to make sure he got all those fight scenes in between all these other characters, and that was his focus was that stuff, not on his character because he wrote and directed it. It was it was he wanted to show off, and he shows off really well because there's some sick shit in this. But you could have had all that sick shitness too, and it hadn't made it sense. But it and been easier to follow is all I'm saying. And it's not. It's not easy to follow. And I, a- I, I remember not liking this movie, and always found it confusing, even back in the day. But like I said, I probably saw it twice when it first came out, and then I saw it again with probably one of you guys, and we were probably not paying that much attention to it because well, it was in I the mean, background. Let's be honest too. This is not your type of movie. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Not typically a movie that you would seek out, Colin. Yeah, like you would never watch a kung fu movie by yourself. That's never your thing. And then if you put something slapsticky with the cartoony legs and stuff like that, like that's also not really usually your thing. Naked Gun aside, like there are examples of that where you. I like though. I like those elements to the movie, but you can't just have those elements and also not have a solid foundation for a script. True. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But that is the problem because I like Kung Fu Panda and I know that's a cartoon and I like The Matrix, which is a very Kung Fu movie. Like, I mean, it, what's more Kung Fu than the fucking Matrix? And this, I, I love the sound and the music and the visual imagery and the creative. He's so creative with the, the different abilities that the characters have. The rings guy and the guys with the instruments and the woman who screams. And I love when she uses the uh, bell to scream. Yeah. Because <laughs> that one really guy smart. like takes, it's a genius. I mean, there's some stuff in this movie that is genius and like is brilliant and super creative and dazzling. And um, uh, anything, everything that you want in a movie, um, it, it, it does remind me of The Matrix in a lot of ways. Because it's so um, be- uh, great to watch. It's candy f- candy for the eyes. For but, the eyes and ears but, um, too, yeah. But you could have a script too and then it'll be even fucking better. <laughs> you know, like a solid understanding of, you know, who we're following, where, what, what they're trying to achieve or get. And then if they get it or they don't get it in the end. That, that's what's missing for me. I by no means would not never tell anyone to not watch this movie <clears throat> and definitely watch it high. If you get high, <laughs> you can combine <laughs> these two things and it's great. <laughs> uh, up to a but, point uh, up to a point in this movie when they sit in the barber's chair and start their axe gang thing, you could you could assume that that barber is the main character because he's got a ton of speaking roles. He's got a problem with the landlady. He but he doesn't back down from being blackmailed, and and you're like, this guy could be the, the 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 master, right? Maybe he's just like waiting to explode or something. But but then that never kind of falls through with his with his little butt hanging out the whole movie. That's yeah. why. That's why. That's why I almost feel like, I don't know. You could have made someone. You could have made one of these other people the main character. You could have made the 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 lady who screams are the guy with the. I, I mean, I would have picked the guy with the fucking the wings on his arms. I fucking love that guy. That guy's so that, cool. That's my guy, man. Uh, yeah. that's such a cool way of fighting too, because he not only uses it to block, he not only uses it to punch people and 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 uses those for like force and stuff, but he also uses it to block their punches. Yeah. And like he hits them close quarters with those rings too. That shit's deadly, man. His his fighting skill is awesome. Yeah, he's always been one of my favorite because I love like yeah. I love too when he throws the the little measuring tape over the the yeah 
the things on top and he pulls it and puts his arms up and they fall down and the rings just shoot onto his arms. Yeah. Yes. I mean, stylistically, as far as like, like romancing Kung Fu and like the magic and mysticism around that, this movie hits on that stuff really well. The two blind guys with the instrument, like everybody fucking romances the idea of like a blind, um, martial artist right the like you know put the blindfold on and block a punch or something that stuff's all so fucking cool and then these guys working together and like even when the strings get broken and you're like oh that's it and then they've got like they're like no we could fucking make this happen one guy grabs the strings pulls them taut the other guy bam playing this fucking thing again right yeah those guys are all so cool and the stylistic way that they get the first kill where you just see that the the shadow and of the, the guy and, yeah. yeah and you see the cat going in half and then you see his head go and it's just like it's just like that music kind of as you see like the shadow fall yeah. it's like a death of a great warrior and it's totally unceremoniously done i actually really like that they get i that like that kill too. Out of the I, way like, like that. I, I, that I like all, that a lot as well that they're yeah. all defeated i've always liked because it they, they because they take the time to establish them at the start there's a weight to them and you like them because they're all i love when they spar yeah. And they're like just having a good time as masters and, and all that stuff is cool. And that just the last moment they're all together before they, they all pretty much get killed after that. And I always thought that hit really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. It might have sacrificed some other bits of the movie to get that feeling in us. But no, this but the stylistic, the powers, the thing I always like about these movies, like um, I really liked about um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Hidden Dragon is kind of the wuxia, um uh, like a, a kung fu martial arts where people can kind of fly can kind of do these other really wild things mm-hmm. and it's it seems to be based on this system where you have moves and counter moves and if you're a talented enough master you can like someone throws a punch and you're like in three moves i'll have them i do this then they have to do this then i do this and boom 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 and you can kind of see it playing out in their eyes as they're anticipating what's coming and that happens a, a shit ton in this movie which is really freaking cool um so yeah, I've never, I've never ever had any hate for for the kung fu in this movie, and they do a fair bit of mixing with the effects in this movie, which are admittedly low low rent effects that they've got. But because they they do a good job setting the tone for this movie early on, you never really get that upset about the the road runner running scene where she's chasing him or um, different just different tricks that they use to make the hit seem a lot bigger and more powerful or, or, or sillier in a in a good way even like bullfrog guy at the end doesn't bug me that he's like for some reason a bullfrog or has bullfrog style and I love all that too all of these I just things, like it all yeah. these things I love like all of this stuff I love like if you would have made him and his friend live in the same little village or area as them and he was he wanted to be a kung fu master and him and his friend would train by themselves and stuff, but they sucked. And then they witnessed all these battles and they were maybe helping them in like small ways, like by giving them something to like throw or to use their powers with and that kind of way, like as a support thing. But they're like too shitty to like fight. But they, but what's his name's dream is to be like one of them and stuff. And then it ends up being that he is and he unlocks it then that would have been so much better if, if he would have been connected to all those masters and stuff. And, and, and that's what he wanted. He didn't want to be in a gang. He wanted to be like them, but he didn't realize the whole time he had it inside of him. Mm-hmm. And that would have been really smart. Like, that's what I would have told him if I would have read the script. Is well, that's what he should have done. And then also, you could have seen them, their reactions to like those cool fights and stuff too. Like, they're like, holy shit. That could have been like comic relief itself. So um, I just feel like they should have been more connected to the goings on and those other characters. And and that's what I feel like kind of missing. Yeah, I yeah. I tend to agree with that on this latest viewing, um, which is a big part of the movie at the end of the day, because there's so much really likable stuff in here. Really hard hitting, nice to look at, fun. Yeah, this it's great, man. Chock, chock full of fun and funny. It's fun to watch. It's a lot of fun and games. And I mean, that no one has done fighting like this. Like still to this day, two thousand four. Um, no one's really done anything like. I don't know why someone should steal a ton from this. Like, th- this would be a great movie to steal from. 
They, he, yeah. they steal from so many movies, like John said, The Untouchables. There's a couple other movies where there's dialogue from directly from other movies. They do a Shining thing with the blood down yeah, the hallway. Yeah, they do. That's they right. Yes, Spider-Man with the great power and great responsibility. Yeah. 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 So I don't even mind that he does that. I think that's fun and funny. I like that he even does those things too. Like, there's lots to love about this. Oh yeah, this movie is a, is um has a lot of tribute to other things. Right? Yeah, and that's great. And why wouldn't you do that? Like, a, as a fan, um, I, I I and I enjoy all that. I even enjoy finding it, like Easter eggs or whatever. I like that, especially the uh, Untouchables for Malone's death. Or the what are you prepared to do? I just it's such a <laughs> random reference. Yeah, I know. Like, people have seen The Untouchables, but maybe that you haven't watched The Untouchables as much as I have because I fucking grew up with that movie. I watched it a lot too. Thought it was super cool. We got to get that one yeah, on our list as well. I was just well. going to say that needs to be added right away. But it is a super, like, out the back door reference. Like, what are you prepared to do? And most, I, I think most people who'd seen um, Kung Fu Hustle, like, it's not, Untouchables is nothing like this movie. So you really would have to be a. A movie fan to know that one yeah yeah um, totally. there's a there's a ton of bruce lee stuff in this obviously um the beast is actually an old kung fu fucking legend from yep. bruce lee days yeah he's like been in bruce lee movies i had to look him up because he had a real um um chun lee look to his face at times yeah and i was like structurally this guy's built way different but maybe he had a tough elder years so I looked it up, but no, he's um, I mean, he's an old legend of the screen as well as as a bunch of these people are, I think, right? Yeah, it's a shame that we don't know them as well here because I'd like to be able to um to watch this and have that sense of regard, um, that I know that they deserve. But I uh, I just kind of know academically by reading about it, I suppose. But yeah, it's a, it's a really cool movie as far as casting goes, and um, and a lot of the like real honest tribute they do to the kung fu history as well. Yeah. Yeah, the Stephen Chow too. The other thing that that would have been great with where where he was more involved with what was going on because that is the problem is it feels like he is so disconnected from from what's going on there and has no idea that it's going on and kind of stumbles into it at the end um, rather than him like seeing it and being and kind of us watching it through his eyes as as a main character. But he's a good fighter. Like, the fight scenes in this with him are excellent. He is an excellent martial artist. So, so that's the other weird thing is that he's not really doing any martial arts at all throughout the whole movie when he's so fucking good at it. Yeah. Like, even if he was just doing it like fighting the henchmen or whatever in the village and stuff, and he could handle them and stuff, but he obviously couldn't handle guys who had, like, crazy powers... Then, like, you know, he had some skill, like, because he can fight, man, he can, and he can fight good. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> love that scene at the end when he, when he fucking fights yeah. all those dudes and uh, he d digs up the sand or the, uh, is it sand or what is it? Dirt, I guess. It's like the dust and around, yeah. yeah. All that shit's awesome, man. Like, I, yeah, it would have been, it would have been cool to see him fight a, a little bit more in the, in the movie as well. Yeah. Um, once again, like everybody, everybody seemed to know martial arts. So, like, why didn't he like know them a little bit and use them in any way? Yeah, he just usually I, lies or tries to threaten people with like knives and stuff. Yeah, lies do, a lot. I love his, he's like a tough guy. I love his fight with the beast at the end because he steps up to him and the beast is like, "Okay, let's fight now." And then, boom, he's like punching and kicking him and knocking him to the ground. And then it, as he gets up, he's like about to spout out the beast is about to spout off some other shit and then he's like ah! and then he had it crushed his toe like he had done to those other guys that's kind of like his secret oh, yeah. the beast, the beast says to him he goes he goes are you kidding me i can stop bullets and then he's like bam yeah. steps on his toes <laughs> yeah and he's like ah! <laughs> and then i, I don't, it's just another cool little moment of trying to like kick him in his like head and neck and knock him over and the beast won't go down the first yes. time and then he almost goes down the second and then he does go down the third and just gets punch right in the face after little things like that just i don't know man it makes you smile like watching someone get the better of another character who had been such such so kick-ass um, he does a good good example of that too is where she does the scream to the music blind musicians and you see what happens to them 
And yeah. then she does the scream to, is it the beast? Yeah. Yeah. And then not, he's like fine. Like, I mean, he gets pushed back a little bit, but like nothing. And then you're like, oh shit. Like her fucking scream didn't do nothing. And then when she gets that bell <laughs> and then she screams, that shit's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like once him. again, like so awesome. And uh, just like They do that really exciting too, the way she's getting her ass kicked and she keeps falling over the bell and she's like trying to fracture the top of it, which the I feel like could have been done beforehand. But yeah, she was like, she's like hitting it like that and then like bam, 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 getting kicked her ass. And then she's like, bam, and you're kind of like, what's she doing? And yeah. then when you find out, it is. It's, it's really satisfying. fucking cool, man. And you see, like, we haven't talked about her husband, but I really like him as well. Um, <laughs> the way his that ability his ability... Again? Well, his ability is, like, he's a kung fu master, but he kind of uses the force of, like, redirect their own... Right, yeah. Their own attacks to, like, you know, to impact themselves. Like, he kind of yeah. is able to to um, to absorb the punches or to roll with the he, punches and then, and then redirect that force. And he twists their arms and stuff into like knots and stuff too, right? Yeah, kind I mean of, he's yeah, definitely a supernatural type of guy. He like yeah. grabs her, yeah, and like twists. Okay, yeah. I remember him now. Yeah, yeah, I he's, mean, he's he's just super bendy. Once again, the guy with the rings. Uh, when he when and when he loses his rings, uh, yeah, to defend himself and stuff too against the swords, and they like cut through. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, all that shit's awesome. Like once again. Uh, there's a, a lot of props to give to this movie for for what it did for martial arts. It was groundbreaking. Well, Western, I think, bringing it to the Western market, anyways. Yeah, yeah, and locking That's, in the locking in the humor to go along with it, I think, is where it really sets itself apart. Is to put yeah, there, like, and, some really cool fighting with some really well thought out characters that are like s silly powers. I mean, silly, quote unquote. But but it works like the way it makes it work, and it's like sure, why not? It's fun. I I the the thing that doesn't work for me are those homophobic jokes of like having to call a guy a fairy. But the yeah. part of that that I don't mind is that there is like that. It's almost, and I wonder if it's like an intentional contradiction because she's like blah blah blah, you fairy. But really, he's this like one of the strongest guys there. Yeah, and he fights like brutally with his hands with those rings right like he is super powerful and then there's also that little um bare ass kid the the hairdresser yeah. who i think is also like suggested that he's also probably gay right yeah but again um he's a fearless character right yeah like maybe maybe he's gay and but he is he stands up to the gangs he stands up to the landlady like he just will not take shit and i like that that the two characters that are kind of um poked at poked fun at for that reason also um are still strong characters i think that that kind of um i think that removes a little bit of the a little of bit the of the dating sting. on the dates yeah 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 the the husband character she's helen of troy the the landlady and he is um whoever she was in love with alexander no it wasn't alexander i'm trying to think of his name oh uh, Achilles? Achilles. Was it Achilles? No, not Achilles either. Um, the other guy? <laughs> yeah, the, the other, other guy. one that's not Achilles? <laughs> There's another one, isn't it? The one that Achilles fights? kills. Yeah. Because Helena Troy was in love with him. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so they're actually like... Uh, Bob of Athens. Bob of Athens. That's it. <laughs> I will say, I will say though, for once... Well, I mean, I think you guys probably know where I stand, but... I don't know. Are we ready to call it? Yeah, let's go. I, I think I, we can, yeah. I knew where you were gonna stand before we watched it. Yeah, yeah the, it's just once again like the it's just the writing. If if they would have done something differently with the main character, and had him be more you know proactive with all of the cool shit that was going on in the world, like if we're watching it through his eyes, we know he's the main character because because he's seeing all of this crazy stuff. But when he's not involved with any of that that other big, fabulous, amazing part of the world, the only part of the world worth watching in this movie, he's not involved with that. Then it then it I don't think it works as a on a whole as a movie, and so I don't think it holds up. And it's once again it just it just needed some rewrites is all it needed. Did you enjoy to, uh, it? Um. 
other i enjoyed it i enjoyed just watching the fights but i the confusion made it not enjoyable for me of where the story was going and um why, and then him and then feeling like he got dropped this dropped into his lap at the end without like john said the, the ending doesn't feel earned and that always ruins a movie for me no matter how fabulous the ending is and the ending is fabulous but like such missed opportunities that that it doesn't hold up for me hmm. um like those simple changes i would have mentioned i mean you could have done it a million different ways but like I needed to know he was the main character and I was following him and he was working towards something other than getting into a gang. Because um, that kind of was what he was working towards the whole movie. And, um, and I thought he was in the gang in the beginning of the movie too. So yeah, it's too confusing. It's too confusing. It needs, it needs rewrites. So no, it doesn't hold up for me. Right. John, you, me, 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 me. You go I'll ahead, go. man. Me, you, go. you, me, um, you, you, me. <laughs> I... I stand with Bill Murray on this movie. Um, <laughs> who said? Bill Murray in this movie? No. Bill Murray praised Kung Fu Hustle, saying, and I quote, "It is the supreme achievement of modern age in terms of comedy." And he said that there should have been a day of mourning for American comedy the day that this movie came out. Maybe, maybe that's uh, an exaggeration, but I do think that this movie is hilarious. I think that. Uh, while it has problems like I don't think that we're here to say that a movie is perfect it's not um, but does it have the same problems it had back then yeah would I have cared back then and do I care now no not enough I still think this movie is fucking fun I maybe because I've watched it enough times maybe this is a movie you need to watch a couple times so you kind of have a, a little hint of what's going on I don't feel like I was ever confused by it but I definitely appreciate those criticisms um, but for me, it's, it's, I mean, it's so fucking enjoyable when I was watching it again. I just had such a good time. Like the characters are fun. They're funny. The scenes are fun and funny. Even when there's that little fucking wily e. coyote leg spinny things and they're like flying through the road. Like to me, that doesn't belong. Um, even in this setting, but I'll accept it. Right. Um, yeah. so yeah, is this a perfect movie? No. Are there things that could be done better? Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I think it's a, a monumental movie to be able to take a subtitled movie like this. Like this movie is not, it's got a ton of that Western stuff. Like it's very, it's very transferable, I think to a Western audience because of those, it makes it accessible, but I don't think it was ever meant to be a Western movie. I think this is just a good Chinese movie that is good enough that it works, uh, for a Western audience or for at least my bad taste. So, uh, for me, it's a holds up, um, and I'll definitely watch this again. I, I like the Roadrunner stuff. That stuff didn't bother me either. I, like all of the, the comedy and the silliness of this movie, like I think works. I just found that chase scene to be a little bit, um, it feels like that's even a little bit out of place for me. That humor feels like a you step could take, over. You could definitely edit that out. Like that, yeah. like nothing really comes of it anyway. No, no, it doesn't. That's, <clears throat> that's the fair. thing is it's, it's just a real little, um, a real little scene that's in there. It's got that little bit of silliness and how and we allow I? it, but it's, but it's, I don't think it is necessary. It does feel like a, like a step outside of the bounds. Yeah. Cause yeah. how can he run that fast? He doesn't have powers yes. up to then. He's, it doesn't, you don't assume he's ever done it before. Um, he doesn't even seem to feel like his quick healing. He's like, do I heal quickly? I guess I do. And it's like, you wouldn't notice. Well, <laughs> and he wouldn't, he wouldn't notice that he punched the shit out of that steel can right. that he goes to heal in all the time. Yeah. Something about yeah. that always never made sense to me either that he's not like in tune with what he potentially could be. Cause yeah, yeah. he would and his big, big old snake bitten lips. Maybe my favorite scene in this whole movie is when his buddy throws the the knife handle and hits the landlady in the face. Oh my god! And she's just got the handle on her face and that look of shock. That's when I laugh the hardest in this movie. And then he turns around and he says to Sing, he goes, he goes, "Where's the knife?" Yeah. And Sing has three blades in him, and he goes. He goes, who could know? <laughs> his, his, his response is so funny. He takes I, it out and puts I love it back that in. Part. Yeah. Sorry, this, go is, on. this is a truly tough call for me here because I, I do feel like the story is um, the story and the structure really is not not there and could have been a lot better. But then what we do have is like 
super fun and not it's not mind bending it's in terms of like the themes and the fights like it's only mind bending if you start to think about it um and i think that would be really confusing for someone watching this for the first time but then you get roadrunner legs and uh crazy awesome fight scenes so hmm does it still hold up well did you like watching it did you enjoy uh, yourself? At parts I did, uh, except for because of this podcast, I'm like, uh, his ending wasn't earned, um, which bothered me and that it was so confusing who the main character of this movie was until we get to a much later point. Um, those things really, really stuck out for me this time, especially with Colin. Like he wasn't being a jerk. He was like, He's like, answer me this, answer me that. And then when I was answering his questions, I was like, yeah, there's no way you'd know that. There's no way you'd know that. There's no way you'd know that uh, until like maybe for another half hour. And then it's not like a reveal where it trickled truth to you. Uh, Not in a super obvious way. Yeah, a little trickle truth. I like that. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say if you've not seen this movie, you should probably watch it because it's a very unique movie. Very unique. There's almost nothing totally, else like totally. this. Shale and Soccer would have some similarities. That's his too, though. Yeah. This, and and this rips on Shale and Soccer at the beginning when he steps on that ball and goes, no soccer. Yeah. No soccer. Yeah. Which, <laughs> that's, that ball is the worst CG in the movie too because it doesn't move like a real ball. Bugs <laughs> me. Anyway. Um, so what I'm going to say is that as borderline as I can be that for me this movie would hold up because I still have my warm and fuzzies with it and I think because the cool fights the cool sub characters and um and the 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 comedic mix with like decapitations and other things is just that's kind of right up my alley I, I too am wondering for myself why someone hasn't tried to do something like this again um, and there was talks of a sequel for this movie uh, as soon as just a few years after this came out um, to as recently as 2019 when uh, Stephen Chow was like, well, I won't be the main guy, but we might do like a modern day retelling and just be like a universe continuation instead of a direct character. And please, please do something like that if you're going to do a sequel to this. Don't have any of the original characters don't have the star-crossed lovers being older because they're obviously hundreds of years old and look like in their 40s, 50s, so please don't have them in it. But just have a continuation and do similar themes where there's always someone better and throw in a twist or two for us and then just get it done with some silly uh, some silly uh, graphics and stuff like that. Anyway, I think it's a borderline holdup. As an overall for the, for the movie, it's fun, but it's not an amazing like 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 must-see, unforgiven Pulp Fiction level thing. It's just no. a bit of fun. There's no harm in this movie whatsoever. Um, if you yeah. think, to me though, is that's two questions. For me, is this entertaining and you should watch it? Yes. Absolutely. Does it hold up? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Those are completely different questions for me though. Yeah, that's like, one, for me. That's, it's it's that's not weird about to me though, isn't it? Like, it's not about whether it's entertaining or you should watch it. It's just this movie is too flawed and the ending isn't earned. There's too many simple mistakes that could have been fixed to make this a coherent story that I could give it a hold up because like these are not large problems these were simple easy fixes and that's what is so annoying like that would take this movie to like from like a 7 to like an 11 or a 6 to an 11 it would have been like so it would have been it would have st- stood the test of time if you would have if you would have just rewritten the script a little bit and See, all me- the stuff that's in there is amazing. Like it, it's it's just a missed opportunity. It it makes me angry actually when something. And this isn't the first time this has happened. There's been lots of movies we've reviewed where it's so good, like in so many parts, but they just didn't write. They just didn't put the effort into the story enough to to like. They just wanted to do the flashy shit. Yeah, I guess I wonder how. Like, I know that we have different different standards for what a holdup is but i wonder if you're saying this movie is a six or a seven to me well, that i was is just, surely I was a hold-up movie i was just throwing out random numbers like but this movie's this at movie, least a six you have to agree on well, your I, on your side i would say like there are problems uh, but do those problems mean that the movie isn't enjoyable and if it's as enjoyable, a whole 
then it holds up, I think. For and me, maybe, though, maybe for your side, no, because it was confusing. I, it's I, got, I and it's got to be on a whole. It's got to be on a whole. Like, is there great, great, great things about this movie? Yes. But on a whole, does it work as a, a, as a co- cohesive movie? No. Mm. Like, from beginning to end, it does not work. It's yeah. It wanders, it stumbles, and the ending feels um, out of the blue. And, like, like, not earned is such a good... Um, way of putting a lot of the times we watch movies and we say the ending wasn't earned yeah. and it's a great ending it's a great great ending but it's not earned <laughs> so so fuck you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, the similar feeling to Colin that I have is is some disappointment because I do think that this could have been you know a borderline hold up to a oh my god like legendary movie uh, instead, there are legendary parts to this movie, and it it broke some ground that surprisingly hasn't been broken or dug deeper into. Um, and so, it must be very difficult to plan and pull something like this off. And then you just happen to get the right guy, Stephen Chow, who can like conceptualize and execute on something like this vision. And really, I think at the end of the day, what he would have needed is just a couple more rewrites of that script to get to. Maybe maybe it's because and I you know in in my uh, making little movies with my nieces and nephews and and family back home uh, from time to time you're just limited when you're doing it all yourself and you miss you miss some easy things because you're just bringing your own vision to life because who else is going to do it if you don't and I feel like maybe that's where he got in this movie is he got some money and he was just like we got to get this done. And it wanted to be good. So maybe, uh, you know what, I'll be kind of the main guy, but I don't want to dominate the screen because that, that is maybe too um, uh, arrogant or something. So maybe that's why he took some different direction to not have himself in it as much as the main character. But I think if he had been more like a Neo character interwoven to the other things that happen, I would have been way happier with this movie than I was. But as it stands, because of my positive history with the movie... Um, and just because of the once you once you let go of some of the, the the more blatant, you know, from a typical movie that we would judge on a on a certain set of criteria, um, I think uh, I can let go of judging it that way and just be like, you know what, that guy uses a harp to shoot ghosts at someone. And I love that. I, I take it personally. Cool. I think I also take it personally too, as someone who writes things. I take it personally because I currently am working on a project that you both know that has a great ending, and I'm working my ass off to earn that ending. And I'm going back and completely rewriting the whole thing to try and earn that ending. So, so like, and I, I took criticism from people who said, not only you guys, but other people who said, "You have a great ending. This is a good story, but these are all the things you need to fix to make it better." So I'm working my butt off to do that. And so when someone like this doesn't do that, then I take that personally. Like, you got to earn your ending. You've got to fucking earn that ending for this to hold up. <clears throat> yeah. I won't disagree that this maybe doesn't earn the ending. I, yeah. I Actually, no, I do agree that, that Stephen Chow doesn't earn the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been nice just to give us a bit more. But still a fantastic watch. Fabulous. Um, fun. Um, eye popping. I mean, I would watch this movie. The problem for me is, is I would watch this movie again, but I would probably skip through chunks of it, like fast forward yeah. through chunks of it to see to some see of the, the other stuff and definitely watch his fight at the ending. But, but that's the main problem for me is that I would, that's how I would watch it. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to watch it that way. I want to watch it from beginning to end. I'd love to <clears> share <throat> this movie with like, uh, my my teenage nephews and well my niece oh, too yeah, if she's into if she's oh, into kung fu and action it. movies and I would share with her too but that's yet to be seen oh, that yeah. that's where I think uh, this yeah, movie think would shine because those plot holes wouldn't be apparent it would just be all about the next fight and the bigger guy and the more powers and to watch their face be like whoa that's crazy that would be amazing yeah, yeah it is crazy that that is why I think the younger generation would really really dig this movie yes 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 well um. Let's talk about, uh, first of all, how I messed up our calendar of events because there are actually five Sundays in May. So while this week was supposed to be Schindler's List, uh, we've bumped up our Kung Fu Hustle episode. But next week on the 29th of May, we will release Schindler's List, which makes it into our May release. So we just slipped an extra episode in here for you. How do you like that? So, yeah. So... um. 
we will wait then and tell you what's coming in June until that Schindler's List episode. Um, but certainly we have some good stuff coming. Sad movie next week, though. So get ready for that one, everybody. Get out is, your tissues. Is, is June not the uh, P.T. Anderson month or is that July? July is going to be P.T. Anderson month. And we have five more Sundays in July that we are going to leverage with that. So P.T. Yeah, it's going to be good gonna be good so that's it uh what are you prepared to do well you're prepared to give this movie some shaky thumbs up some shaky thumbs down uh but all a lot of fun so get out there and check out kung fu hustle if you've not seen it at 90 minutes it's certainly a fun movie to sit back and relax with for a little bit um and then we'll follow it up as we said schindler's list gonna be another great episode because i'm very interested to see if that movie holds up or not i would assume it does but maybe it doesn't you never know could be the worst they Holocaust earn, movie. They got to earn that ending. You do. Let's see if it does. It's going to be interesting. That's a, and that's a crazy ending too. That ending. Oh yeah. I remember that ending very well. Oh yeah. I've actually oh, never yeah. seen it. Yeah, that's I know. right. I'm, I'm very interested to watch this uh, movie with you, Brent. Uh, being a first timer. That's why we delayed um, the movie for a week because with Brent being sick, we didn't want to get into crazy things. And uh, so yeah, we definitely want to make sure we all watch this one together because there will be as much craziness for me not having seen it in maybe 15 years to having brent see it for the first time it's going to be shocking i I saw it when it first came out so when however old that movie is i was the first time i saw it and the only time i've ever seen it brent did hillary watch kung fu hustle or john did not watch kung fu hustle no no, i guess you watch it with me yeah hillary didn't it's very much not her type of thing but i did show her the beginning um really quickly the other day just to like I was kind of giving her a little hint about what it was. Yeah. And uh, and then we stopped. And uh, later when I was like, so she was like, well, I would never pick that. Yeah. Like, it's definitely <laughs> I, not her I, thing. I wouldn't have showed her the beginning. I would have showed her the uh, some of the fight scenes maybe. Skip, just just she just show her a couple of the fight scenes down the road yeah. maybe here. Just she the, just doesn't care about kung fu. Just the dance number. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely would have. I think if you get rid of the road runner running, you also get rid of the dance number. Uh, I think that's fair. It sets the tone so well. What I'm surprised at is that that dance number is not the credits. That's when I would have expected to see that dance number is while the credits are rolling. But the credits go immediately. And then that's just a part of the number to introduce the Axe King. And you're like, what? So it's kind of See, funny. I don't think it sets the tone very well. I think how you... Once again, you want to open with a bang. I think how you would have opened this movie is with one of those fight scenes with uh, those people in that neighborhood. Where they're in the neighborhood, they're establishing you know, the neighborhood. And then you have a fight scene like in the first couple of minutes because that sets the tone <laughs> for this movie. Mm. Those fight scenes set the tone uh, for what you're going to see for the rest of the film. I don't even remember what the first fight scene is. It's is the it alligator thing. So after they kill that guy with the instruments, and is that the first big fight scene? And then, uh, with the instruments after the, the, the blind guys, no, 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 no. The, the 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 townies, the three masters fight. Yeah, they fight the axe game. Right, guys. right, that's right. Yeah, so why not start with that? That's how you start, baby. Oh, that's true. It's true. Could have been done. Oh well. Uh, Okay, well, thanks for coming up for this one, everybody. It was great to have you, as always. Watch out for our next episode on May the 29th for Schindler's List. We will see you then, and we hope you have a great week. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.